Welcome to the TuckCast with a splash of bourbon presented by Tucky CG Fly Shop and Guide Service. Tucky CG Fly Service and Guides. <laughs> oh, Lordy. I didn't imagine. It's early this morning. Tucky CG Fly Shop and Guide Service has three convenient locations to serve you. 3 Depot Street, Bryson City, North Carolina. 530 West Main Street, Silver, North Carolina. And 110 Depot Street, Waynesville, North Carolina. Tucky CG Fly Shop and Guide Service is your number one stop prior and after your epic fly fishing adventure in western North Carolina. Tucky CG Fly Shop and Guide Service proudly carries industry-leading brands such as Sims, Sage, Orvis, Corkers, Rio, Scientific Anglers, Hatch, Nautilus, Lampson, Fish Pond, Scott Fly Rods, Echo, Umpqua, Hairline, Nature Spirit, Peak, Norvice, plus a large selection of flies and streamers. Check out www.tuckflyshop.com for streamflow information. Book a lesson or guided trip or even shop for your favorite Tuckasichi Fly Shop gear. Follow the crew on Facebook at Tuckasichi Fly Shop, Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop, and on YouTube at Tuckasichi Fly Shop. Here in our Silva shop this morning, we have Bobby, the Bearded Wonder Bennett, Coach Dell Diesel Collins, and I'm your host, Shannon. Big mess. I can't talk this morning, messer. Here's your morning moment of wisdom, since we're doing this early in the morning. Uh, what's that? Never delay kissing a pretty girl or opening a bottle of whiskey. Ernest Hemingway. Never delay. That's some sound advice out there, folks. That's your snippet. Now, I, I, I guess those people that are up at, what, 2 in the morning to go into the studio to do those live morning shows. Woo! That's why they do that. You know, like, you see in the... Uh, that movie with uh, Will Ferrell, Anchorman. He's like, mm-hmm. oh, no, bro, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> getting, getting that mouse ready. Oh, part of it, too. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm looking at this. I've got these new progressive lenses here. and uh, this, Shannon's getting old, excuse. Yep. Or more mature. <laughs> Aged. <laughs> Just like wine, getting better, baby. Outstanding. Well, good morning, everybody. Or good afternoon or evening, depending on what time you're listening to the TuckCast with your favorite beverage wherever you're at. Yeah. Yeah. It's early morning. I'm in water. I got coffee. Yeah. Lots of it. I've already had uh, breakfast and uh, some water this morning. Adam, uh, get over here, man. We got Adam hiding over there. Adam's Adam's, mar- Adam, I don't think, wants to be on the mic. Adam is marking up the board over there. Um, mm-hmm. So a couple of housekeeping things with Shannon May. It looks like he's got a list. I know we uh, we have the Norvice thing coming up in October. What's the dates on that? Do y'all remember? October 15th. At the Waynesville shop, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Norvice will be in town. I think that's the same day as the Apple Festival That is in correct. So come see us. Go to the Apple Festival. Hang out. Check out a Norvice. Sit down in front of one if you if you never have so you can kind of. Turn the spinny thing. Yeah, turn the spinny thing. and That's right. Fly on change it. your life. All that good stuff. So right. October fifteenth. That's a Saturday, right? Saturday, October the fifteenth. Uh, if it's like it last year, which I expect it to be, tons of folks there in town in the shop. It was a great time. You can uh, definitely make this a family event. You can include the you know the spouses, things like that. If they don't tie flies, which some of them do, <coughs> definitely kind of make a day of it in the town of Waynesville, and and certainly come by and see us there. It's a beautiful time to be be in. Absolutely. There was yeah. something else that was on my list, and I can't remember what it was now. But yeah. I guess it wasn't a list. <laughs> it'll it'll come up. I didn't. Um, my list is pertaining to today's important topic. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about um, those. Um, 
Oh, there's the uh, the fly tying weekend. Yeah, so the Southeast Council Federation of Fly Fishers is putting together um, a fly tying, fly tires weekend. Um, traditionally, this event's been held over in Townsend at Little River Outfitters, um, but we're doing a change of venue. Uh, they, I guess they put it on pause with COVID, and they're coming back, and uh, the venue has changed. So it is now at Western Carolina University, October 22nd, so the following weekend. Um, you can come view... Hopefully, there's going to be lots of fly tying demonstrators. Um, it's going to be at the university center there on campus. Um, so, should be a good event. Um, we'll have some kind of presence there. Um, probably Shannon on a Norvice. So, that, that might come as news to you right now, Shannon. I'm not sure. Do I get a saddle? A what? I said I'm going to be on a Norvice. Do I get a saddle? I, I don't get it. You mean a saddle like one of these? Like a saddle, man. I said I was going to be in a Norvice. I don't get it. Ah, never mind. Keep That's going. over my head. Let's keep going. <laughs> keep going. Norvice and saddles. And just keep riding. going. Just <laughs> keep going. I just know spinning things. Wah, wah. That was a bad dad joke, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> I don't know. I'm a dad. I don't get it. <laughs> I said it was bad. <laughs> Good morning, um, everybody. So, um, yeah, it should be. We'll see it. We'll see what happens. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. If if you get if you if you get there and you're like, ah, oh, this sucks, just go to the football game because it's a home game too. That's or right, go fishing. That's right. <laughs> oh yeah, in, in the in the band, go watch Cullowee the band. Creek right there should be pretty good. Cullowee Creek's actually pretty good. How cool would it be to like be fishing that creek during a football game, hearing the band, hearing the that'd be kind of cool. Actually, that would. So I remember, um, gosh, it's probably been 15 years ago now. I don't know if you were on this trip with me and Justin or not, but we we came up here in the spring. And fished, and then went and caught the spring game. Mm. So it's pretty cool to fish in the morning, you know, around the tuck, and then ride over to campus and watch some football. It was it was pretty cool. Sure. Yeah. Perfect. So fishing and football can't can't beat that. So yeah, that's the those are the couple of announcements. I can't think there's anything else, but uh, wanted to put those out there before we keep forgetting about them. So. Um, I got a story. Y'all want to hear a quick story before we get into the topic? Tell us a story. This, this is great. Yes. So how many of y'all out there or here have a, uh, one of those automatic vacuum cleaners that like, I know Dale's got one. I can't remember the last time it ran. I got a Norvice and then it's just never ran again. <laughs> no, I don't have one. So I have one. Okay. And I've got the one, by the way, they're awesome. If you don't have one and you got like hardwood floors or, or tile or whatever, they're great. I don't know about carpets because I don't have carpet, but they say they work on carpet. I don't know. Um, but they're fantastic. At least the one I have, you can divide the house up into rooms, all that, and you can tell it just to clean the kitchen or your bedroom or whatever. And then it also goes back and it auto dumps the trash. Like when it fills up, it'll come in and dump it and then go back out. It's kind of cool. So last night I'm sitting on the couch and this thing's running and, uh, I'm like, it smells weird. What is that smell? This is like 9.30. So I'm just watching the football game. Can't believe you were up that late. Um, <laughs> watching the football game, <laughs> messing around on my iPad. And I'm like, that is not a good smell. So I hop up and I look behind the couch and I see it. My dog has gone to the bathroom, and the the Roomba has gone through it. And luckily, now hold on, hold on. We're not your dog is a dachshund. We're not talking like a big pile of crap. But he's long and got a lot of intestines, so they come out. <laughs> they're not short. Let's put it that way. All right. 
Luckily, we're still talking green beans. <laughs> Luckily, oh no, they're bigger than green beans. They're more like uh, breakfast sausage. <laughs> Gosh, poor dog. He's giving birth over there. <laughs> so, anyways. Luckily, oh. luckily it was solid. All right, was, but it had like smeared it. Right? Oh. Oh. So I run over there and I grab the thing and flip it upside down up so that it doesn't keep running. Right, like a turtle. Yeah, gotcha. And uh, I'm like, crap. So I have to clean up the floor. <laughs> I have to clean up the floor. So then I, I look at the bottom of the machine after I get the floor cleaned yeah. up. Yeah, yeah. And. This stuff is all over the bottom of the machine, and it's got rollers. Yeah, oh, it's yeah. like in the rollers. Yeah. So I have to go and take this thing completely apart and clean it, and it nope. takes like an hour. Nope, it'd be over. Mm. <laughs> I'd be buying a new one. <clears throat> so if you have a Roomba or anyone like that, um, yeah, be aware. If you make sure you take your dog out. Apparently, I thought he was good, but he wasn't, and. He left it right in front of the vacuum. Maybe he doesn't like that thing, and he said, watch this. I'm going to see what I can do. I Something don't know. triggered him. Yeah. So, Factory. Good stuff. I've heard of people having that problem, but with, with loose. Oh. And it like oh. Oh. smears it, smears <laughs> it everywhere. Nah. This is not good for the morning. Uh, uh, morning show. Funny. But uh, anyways, yeah, that was that was a fun experience last night. Didn't expect to have to do that. So, figured, I thought it was a good story. It was a good story. First, yeah. I thought it was a circuit board issue. No, yeah. yeah you know, like a Clash Charlie fire. Or yeah, something. like something like, caught on you fire. You know, I'm thinking, like, here we go, right? Bobby's <laughs> got got to put on his plastic fireman hat, you know, but but no, no. Put on yeah. his muck boots. He's got a smear campaign going on at the Bennett house. <laughs> he put his muck boots on. I went way. through <laughs> I went through almost a whole roll of paper towels cleaning that thing. Yeah. Like, it was, it was intense. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my heavens. <clears throat> but it's up and running again. Yeah. It uh, it's good to go. I'm sure you're not the only one that's happened to out there. Oh, I'm sure it's happened I'm to several sure, people. There's got to be some crazy stories about those things. Yeah. So. I, yeah, absolutely. I thought it was funny. Yeah. After the fact. Hmm. I'm, I'm googling Roomba and poop. <laughs> There's probably pictures. There's probably videos. Poop people. detection is here. The new Roomba. <coughs> really? Oh. I'm about to, they're about to make me spend more money. <laughs> them things are expensive as it as it is. Does there's people also ask? Does Roomba avoid poop? <laughs> Here's the answer: the new Roomba J7 Plus actually identifies and avoids cleaning the messes that your furry friend may accidentally leave behind. I don't think Oscar accidentally leaves that behind. Just knowing his personal, so you don't have to worry about any potential poop catastrophes any longer. Poop catastrophes. So I can't you, imagine you had you, a poop catastrophe. I can't imagine if that happened and you had carpet. Like oh, it would just, oh. I mean, your carpet would probably, because it would just. Uh, just keep just grinding it yeah, in. Yeah, it grinds it right in. Oh, my heaven. <laughs> Will Roomba smear poop? Like, people <laughs> ask that. Like, if, if you have to type that, then you already know the answer. Yes. What <laughs> if, oh, my gosh. What to do if Roomba goes over poop? Bobby can answer that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully you're home when it happens. It's good stuff. So it runs when you're not there. Uh, you can set it like okay. on a schedule, but no, usually I'm there when it runs. Okay. It's a good good call. Yeah. Real good call. There's times where I'll let it run. I mean, when I'm not there, the dog's not out, so it's not a big deal. He's oh, okay. in his kennel, so it's like he wouldn't be able to do that, and it would probably be fine, but I usually don't run it when we're not there. Gotcha. So. Well, he saw an opportunity last night. <laughs> he did something. You're watching a ball game. Well, yeah, I mean. So it's got a little brush on the edge yeah. that spins. You've seen them, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So I'm like. Where did it sling? Like, where did it sling a nugget? 
<laughs> like, is there I'm a still- nugget under the couch? Like, I didn't flip the couch up and look, but I'm like, there could be a chunk somewhere sure. that I have no, no idea. I'm still reading Google results. This is hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Ran over dog feces and dragged it all around the living room. <laughs> <laughs> Mine was the dining room, but yeah. yeah. So if you oh, folks have had any issues with this, be sure to comment <laughs> down below in the comment section so, on YouTube. To let anyways. Your experience. So yeah. today we're going to revisit another topic. We, oh, you got something, Shannon? Go no, 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 no. I've got notes for today's revisit. Yeah, yeah. so we're going to revisit it because we're getting a couple of weeks out from delayed harvest season. And uh, it's always good to go over the stocking dates and all that good stuff if Dale can pull those up for us when he's ready, when he stops reading poop stories. Mm. And... Uh, we can give you all the stocking dates for the local rivers, or you already got them written down. I got a few I more, do. but they all stink. I've, I've, yeah, I've got them written down here. I took some notes Thanks, yesterday. Bobby. And then go through the etiquette again. You That's know, a all dad that good joke, stuff. by the way, Shannon. That was a dad joke. I, I didn't catch it. I was reading my notes. <laughs> I said I found some more poop stories, but they all stink. That's a dad joke. That's a dad joke. Right, Just man. to be clear what a dad joke I, is. No, okay. You know what happens if you eat aluminum full? What? You sheet metal. <laughs> I like it. How about that one? Is that a dad I joke? I like it. <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, it's delayed harvest time. It's just a few weeks away, and uh, a lot of folks are excited about that. And, and this morning, the temps is man. a great indicator of what's, what's to come. The fish sure. are going to be happy. Absolutely, and, and happy this week, Yeah, honestly. You know, in, in some years they've put fish in, and there's been a concern about the fish dying because of water temps. And I, and I mean, yeah, we we could have another shift in our weather, but the long term forecast, I think we're going to stay pretty nice. They could put fish in the river right now, and they'd be fine. I think so too. And with that being said, Dale and Bobby, you guys remember this? They actually shifted the dates back to about that to the end of the first week <laughs> on some of them, going into the second week on the tailwater type areas. Yeah. And adjusted some of the other creeks up toward the beginning of the delayed harvest time mm-hmm. to account for potential warmer water in an area that's not necessarily Mother Nature controlled. Yeah, they have. But I'm, I'm looking at it right here. The Mitchell River gets stocked October 3rd. Don't know anything about the it. The Mitchell is in Surrey County down there. It's actually, I think, southeast of Mount Area a little bit. Like Dobson. It's probably the furthest east. Yeah. It's like all that's going to be the hottest delayed harvest in the state. What's the uh, uh, mountainous area? Oh, it goes through some farm fields. and Say foothills. Yeah, so it's, it's, it's gonna, totally going to get some sun on it there, obviously. For they sure. call it, the nickname is the ditch. Okay. Because, I mean, because it goes through some fields. So there's not a lot of shade on gotcha. it. Gotcha. Okay. Um, there's some pretty sections and um, whatnot, but... Yeah, I mean that's that's one that they probably, you know, I mean that that that's coming out of that Marion Hatchery. That's not going to be the Setzer, um, but yes, yeah, one I think that they probably could look at. Gotcha. Okay. This year probably not. Looks like yeah, I think they'll be, be okay this year. But you know, backing the the Tuckasegee up, um, you know, it's it's getting fish on the seventh and eleventh in Jackson County, and correct. Um, let's see, Swain. The we're tenth, looking at the tenth. The tenth. That's right. Um, Upper Nantahala is on the fourth. Yep. Uh, Big Snowbirds on the third. Good old West Fork of the Pigeon in the Waynesville area over there is on the third. Mm-hmm. So we've got plenty of opportunities. Third is a Monday, isn't it? Yeah. So, so that's, pl- yeah, that's the first. Just going to be the first stocking day due to they're not yeah. going to come in and work on a Saturday to dump fish. Yeah. They ain't going to get paid no OT. So yeah, it, it's coming quick. Uh, we got some nice cold water. The weather's perfect. I don't think people are going to be able to necessarily wet wade very long this fall. 
Not if these temperatures keep up. I say the water's going to get cold. Uh, the rest of this week, if you look at your your low temps, it's going to be kind of what we were this morning, potentially colder depending on elevation, of course. Yeah. And we already took a nose dive up at the gauge at Catalucci. It got down to 50. What was that, Adam, about 58? It was 58 up there yeah. uh, the last the last reading this morning. <coughs> it's getting to be the wheelhouse. That's um, Yeah, we're, we're getting there for sure. The um, – Kind of had a Montana feel to the morning out there. It did. Like, just crisp, mm-hmm. you know. Felt and good, though. We're going to warm up into the mid-70s, upper 70s or so. Correct. Um, you know, and I, I did see next week, we get back into the 80s, but our overnight lows are in the low 50s. That's the that's key. That's the key. Yep. That's the key is is those nighttime temperatures. Is That's when you're going to cool off there for sure. Well, and the days are shorter, so that 80 degrees isn't going to hang on for it's four only hours. It's for an hour. It's for like, yeah, an yeah, hour it's, and it's, it's gone. It's, I've got the lights on outside throwing darts about 8 o'clock. Yeah. I mean, it's it's dark. It's, it's, it's dark. Yeah, that's time, good stuff. Times are changing, fellas. It's a good, good Shadows good are getting time. longer. Days are getting shorter. That's true for sure. No doubt about that. So delayed harvest for you folks that may be listening for the first time and are not aware of what we're talking about. Delayed harvest is a regulation in North Carolina that goes from October 1 through the first Friday in June. And in those 34 designated boundaries, it is a single hook artificial or catch and release fishery. Okay. And uh, the state during that time frame in the month of October, November, March, April, and May will stock fish in that. And then that first Saturday in June at noon becomes hatchery-supported regulations until the last day of September. And this is an opportunity for a lot of folks to come out uh, and get on fish access. In some of these cases, not everywhere, tends to be a little bit easier or more accessible. But still, the one thing I want to point out to people is Respect the landowners that we have. We don't want to lose access by people doing things that are that are unscrupulous. And at the end of the day, Whoa. I'm preaching Whoa. to the what? choir here. Unscrupulous. And when, when it comes to fly anglers there, but um, you know, it's just kind of you know, if you see something, pick it up or whatever. Let's um, you know try try to try to do some due diligence out there and keep everybody <laughs> happy, so we continue to have these great areas that we can fish. Uh, coming up fall, winter, spring. Ain't no Roombas out there. <coughs> Pick it up for you. No Roombas to clean it up. The Roombas to clean it up. They don't clean up the messes in yeah. the, by the river. That's exactly right. Folks, uh, quick reminder, we are recording today in front of a live audience. We have Adam eerily standing near the fly tables watching us. <laughs> Pounding Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> He's got wings. He's about to fly away. <laughs> He's just watching, seeing how we do it. That's right. We just talk. That's it. It's just a talking. And Adam don't want to get on here and talk. Next week or week after or whenever we do this again. Yeah. One of those times. Adam's like, I don't know about this. I don't know. I don't know. When it comes to delayed harvest there, you're going to see, especially on the Tuckasegee, understand you're going to have float traffic as well as waiting traffic. There's a lot of people in a small area. So certainly the respect that you need to do yielding an area uh, you know, to a fellow angler, d- just don't march 10 feet in front of somebody out there. Have some common courtesy. There's plenty of water width-wise and length-wise in that particular fishery that you can spread out. But just, just you see somebody catching a fish out there and or catching multiple fish, just don't. That's yeah. like a little feet pattern going going over to them there. I was trying to do my best Fred Flintstone. Uh, you know, just, just have some common courtesy when it comes to that too. Yeah. But have some understanding too. Right? Like it's not 
it's not the same etiquette rules as a national park creek. Where you give them a mile? Give them a mile. You know, uh, you they know. don't even do that no more. Right. But like, if you see somebody, you want to go up the, up the stream until you can't see them no more. That's not the case on delayed harvest. I mean, you know, not to dumb it down or anything, but I kind of equate delayed harvest to the par three. Like, it's not the same rules. Like, T-shirts and cut-off jeans are acceptable on the par threes, right? Eh, no, no, I doubt it, Augusta. Never done it, but anyway. <laughs> not at Augusta. I got you. So, <laughs> so, so, so George, okay. I think what you're trying to say is, if if I see Dell, Dell's out there, you know, with his Scott Scott fly rod and a Scott <laughs> hat on, and I see him, you know, I might, hey, man, I, I want to fish. How far up are you going, or what area are you working, and communicate, and then I can go. Yeah, that conversation's important. I yeah, think huge. It helps. Huge. But you know, it never fails if 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 you're standing in a creek, a delayed harvest stream, and you start catching fish, and you're by yourself. In about ten minutes, you're going to have people around you. Yeah, they somehow just like keep gradually getting closer. Remember one time I was fishing down here. I had Bryson out there. He must have been five, and it it was a low water day on the tuck, right? So he can he, I can carry him out there, set him on a rock, because I think even then the current would have knocked him over. But um, man, he's just out there turning over the indicator, putting fish in the net. You know, we're having a good time. And here comes this older gentleman. And he's like, and I'm like, really, man? This this kid's like just over a toddler. And you're going to come in on top of him? I don't know. That's the point. That's the point we're making. Fish, man. Yeah. catch a fish. That's it. That's the point we're making. So Maybe you just want to be like, what you using? I mean, he could have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he's just wondering. Oh, so, Lord. With yeah. that being said, obviously DHs do get busy, and middle of the week's going to be better than weekends if you're looking to kind of avoid some of the crowd. But everything else will be fishing good in October and probably November. Like the national park's still going to fish awesome. That's right. Um, so you know stuff off the Blue Ridge Parkway still going to fish awesome. Like right. so don't don't feel like you're the only thing to fish is the Nantahala and the Tuck when you come up here. Like. Expand a little bit. Go go visit some different stuff. Fish it in the fall rather than just in July. You know, go go hit it up. You might be surprised what you'll find. One of my favorite days on delayed harvest. Um, I came down to the tuck. There's like 50 people out there between North and South River Road. Which I mean, that's that's a busy day. Sure. Um, I was like, you know what? Nah. Drove up to Brad. This is October. Drove up to Bradley Fort, up in the national park. I had the river to myself. Mm-hmm. Dry fly fishing. Mm-hmm. I, I if I had to say it was somewhere around thirty. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was just about every every drift. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Absolutely, them little orange stimulators work great. They work. I think that day was a, it was a caddis. Yeah, but it, it was orange. It's the yeah, and and the the cool thing about what Dale's talking about there, other than the fact there's just not a lot of people in those particular areas, uh, is the fact that uh, you can come across a a little bit bigger brown mm-hmm. yeah this time of year absolutely browns I mean, will be moving up. they're going to be moving for spawning the males let their guard down they eat a little bit more and and you have that chance to 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 move some fish that you may not move at any other time of the year up through there in numbers like yeah. dale mentioned you, people say well i didn't see a fish today or whatever F- fish it then and i was that that was before we had i was not a good angler mm-hmm. to have that kind of day so you know, don't feel like you got to be a pro to go up in sure. the park. You certainly don't. This right. it's all about water temp and opportunities. That is exactly right. It is exactly right. It it is a great time to hit these other places. And as as Bobby mentioned, as people are uh, going to hit these other waters, rightfully so, 
there's tons and, and miles is the right word to use of other waters, whether it's national park, national forest, Blue Ridge Parkway, state waters, everything's in play. Yeah. Everything is in play. And it's great waiting conditions for the most part, unless Mother Nature dumps. Yeah. The best waiting conditions you'll have all season is in the fall. Doesn't get no easier. That's right. Does not get no easier. Heck yeah. What else? <laughs> so what we, flies should you start? I was going to say flies, but also let's talk about uh, you know, floating. Uh, you know, you know, understand that folks will be fishing via skiffs and routes. At least in the tub. In, in the, in the it's tuck the only, It's the only floatable DH, really. I mean, not to say you can't float some others in a small, small craft, but it's the only floatable DH we got in the state, right? I, Am I wrong on that? My only experience I'm with DH sure. is kind of Haywood West. Yeah. So I could not answer that question for you oh, accurate. Yes. I'm pretty sure it's a yes. I'm just trying to remember, like, up north and east of us, how many more like what would like I said, you could take a kayak down a lot of stuff, but I'm talking like right. drift, true drift boat, true, true, true drift boat there. So understand that if you are going to be fishing the Tuckasegee watershed, and you've not done it before, uh, you will see rafts and skiffs out there any given day uh, as well. So just be aware of that don't be don't be surprised. Yeah, and don't that. get you know some folks are better rowers than others, but sometimes there's only one way to get a boat through, especially at certain water levels. So. You know, it's one of those things, I understand you're fishing that hole, but that's the only place the boat has to get through, you know? So you just got to be accepting of that, that, and, and hopefully on the reverse of that, whoever's rowing the boat apologized and said, Hey man, this is the only spot I got to go through. Sorry, I'm going to mess it up. We're not going to fish it. We're just going to roll over top and be out of your way. Give us, you know, 30 seconds type thing. Um, so again, it's that conversation. Just be nice, courteous to each other. Um, you know, we hear some crazy stories in here, so that's the reason we're saying all this so that everybody's just kind of like, we, we don't want people getting in fights over fish. It it's, just fishing. It's, it's a fish. It just fishing. There's no reason people. to get in, in a big spat or fight or anything over a fish. That's okay. Right. So that's the reason we're kind of mentioning all these things again. I think we've done this two or three times now since we've started the podcast, but, um, I think it's super important to just kind of know that. You know, there's no reason to get in that big argument. Let it roll off your back. Get back to it. We're all out there for the same thing, just having a fun day. It's a, so, anything else, it's a break. Take a that's break. It. That's it. Give the fish a rest for a second. Maybe regroup, reevaluate what's going on, and then go back and, and you know, target that area that you're working the zone-wise there. Uh, but tactics, flies, things of that nature. Uh, you'll see a lot of folks uh, doing a lot of subsurface with nips. Various techniques, whether it's uh, tight line niffing or indicator type niffing with all the different types of indicators out there. That's always popular with, uh, I, I probably think we probably sell more uh, the rubber leg type patterns, squirtle bugs, Pat's rubber legs, whatever you want to call them. We sell more of those. They uh, work. Uh, you know, uh, Frenchies. Don't uh, be afraid of a chubby. I, I agree 100%. <laughs> and... Um, just your core nymph patterns, fast water prints, a prince, a pheasant tail, uh, Frenchie, hare's ear, waltz worm. I mean, we can start doing all these derivatives, right? Wooly booger, <laughs> brown, olive, white, black. Those brook trout like combination this wooly of dirty Roomba. I mean, the dirty, dirty Roomba. That's going to be a new fly. I think that's actually a good idea, man. <laughs> the dirty Roomba. The dirty Roomba. <laughs> Adam at that point is rolling in the floor over there. I'm yeah. going to have to make a the fly. dirty Roomba. It's the dirty Roomba. Oh, yeah. 
And um, a lot of brown mop material. Uh, the other thing too that <laughs> variegated chenille. And and Dale did a brought up a great point. Uh, they'll still hit top water out there. You mm-hmm. do get these flies that hatch out out there, and uh, understand that soft tackles, uh, blooming olives are going to come back into play here before long as well. Uh, be in tune with what's what's happening out there. Uh, you'll see some folks streamer fishing, and all those things have the ability to be productive for you. And at first, the fish are going to be very, very eager, but then they wise up. Yeah, they get tired of seeing and eating and That's getting it. stuck. They, then, then they wise up. They only eat that bit. pink egg so many times. That's right. They go, I'm not going to eat that again. Or the squirmy. Yeah. Yes. So it's it's one of those things. Something else with tactics, and this kind of reverts back to what we were talking about, about pressure on the stream and number of people is – you don't have to be out there at 7 o'clock in the morning. Go at 3 o'clock in the afternoon and fish till dark. Like Ain't nobody out there. Nobody's out there uh, in the evenings. Now that we say this, there might be more people. But usually I'd say from 3 o'clock on, the tuck, you drive by it, and there might be one or two people out there. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it definitely gets less play. Well, and a lot of the half-day trips end around lunchtime. Yeah. And you see it clear out. Yeah, a lot of the guided trips and stuff get off the water. So it's fun to get up early. I get it. You're excited. But go fish the park. And, and all the boat traffic's go. gone by then. Yeah, they're through, especially in the top end of the tuck. Um, but even if you're doing the Nantahaler or the West Fork or any of that, I mean, it's uh, I think that's a good play to you know fish it later in the day and you know see what you get. So, so y- y- y'all mentioned um, you know, the tuck of CG being one of the only delayed harvests that you, we know of. I mean, I I know you can put a boat in the Green River, but it's the put-ins and takeouts that are a little tough. But yeah, I'm talking like true drift boats. Yeah, yeah, like Western style. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, understanding the generations uh, from the dam, like that that comes into play on our delayed harvest, whether it's the Jackson County stretch or the Swain County stretch over in Bryson City. So, you know, a lot of folks um, will say, "Oh, that you know, it's not weightable this morning." They're generating well. I mean, everybody's got to know their own limits, but you know, let's say they're they're turning a dam on at six a.m. Typically, you've got until between ten and eleven in the Webster stretch of the Jackson County Delayed Harvest to get in there and fish before the water shows up. When the water shows up, you've got time to get to the bank, um, but you can kind of play this a couple ways. You can get out, go fish somewhere else, okay, for the rest of the day, or you get out and you just go downstream. So go down, fish along North River Road. You know, that that buys you at least two to three more hours of fishing. So now you're looking at, you know, one or two o'clock for water coming up versus having to completely change the venue for the day. So that's something to keep in mind. Like, don't just write it off because you see a certain release. So give us a call and we can, you know, explain, um, what do they call it when the water comes up? Arrival time? Arrival time of the flow and, you know, descent of the flow when it goes back down. But fishing's always better when it comes up. So, you know, it's, it's, it's a good time to be, be in there when that water starts coming up. But you want to be in there safe. So. Yeah. Have your exit plan. West is the best. Beast in the east. East is a beast. East Fork and West Fork of the Tucka CG have dams on them, and, and that's what Duke Energy runs. So... Just, just got to kind of... We got a good YouTube video. Shannon's Shannon, got a great video explaining That's on our YouTube channel. Yeah. It puts uh, you to sleep. It's like a... Tw- it's a 25-minute video of looking at a computer screen, but he goes through how to read everything and go look. And I'm sure a couple things might have changed since that because it's been... It's been a couple year of years, years. Hasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So there may be a couple buttons that are in different spots 
um, mm-hmm. on the Duke Energy site, but you'll get the gist of it and where you need to go and what numbers you're looking for, and that way you'll be a little more educated. The other thing on the generation is if you look at it tonight, when you wake up in the morning, you need to look at it again because it's probably changed. So don't go to bed and go, oh, we're golden. Because when you wake up in the morning and you get to the river, you may be like, what the heck? So they change it when they want to. They're, just because they put a schedule out doesn't mean that schedule is 100% accurate because conditions change, things change, power needs change, whatever it is, something changes. And Duke says, oh, let's flip the switch, you know? So Some guy in an office cubicle in Charlotte pushes a button. Yeah, so it's a uh, it's it's one of those things where it, it, in the reverse of that it may it may be to your benefit. You may go to bed thinking, "Oh, I can't fish the tuck," and then you wake up in the morning and go, "Oh, we can fish it." Things change. That's it. So, um, you know, keep an eye on it. I'd say get up while you're eating breakfast. Everybody, your buddies or whatever you're with, take a look at the generation. Call us. Come by. Whatever, and uh, then make your decision on should we go there or not. So gives you a better idea. It's a game day decision for sure. And that also tends to the next piece of advice I want to give is have a backup plan. Ha- have a backup plan. If you're exclusively looking to fish the Tuckasegee River system, have a plan B. That yep. plan B may be a sunburst area. That plan B may be a big snowbird. It, it could be a uh, an upper Nantahala. It, it could be the East Fork of the French Broad or whatever. Could be something in the national park. Have a full tank of gas too. Have, yeah, and <laughs> all that. Have a backup plan. Have more than one rod. Uh, you, it may end up being a small creek day, which could turn out to be a, a great day for you. But Absolutely. have the flexibility built into it. Just don't give yourself one option. Don't put all your eggs in one basket, as the old verbiage comes out. And, and but don't say. we do that? I mean, when you a go lot get your chickens, don't you put all your eggs in one basket? I do put all my eggs in one basket. Then they go into a into into a container Practice for distribution. Yeah. And, um, you know, too, working the front lines here at the shop and the employees. Front lines. <laughs> when people call, and, and sometimes, you know, we're reading what's on the screen. That's all we have available to us is currently what's posted. We we see no more. We see no less. Don't drill us thinking that we know any more than we actually do. And then. That's let, why we keep the eight baller hanging around. Yeah. And then don't call back the next day or come in and say, well, you told me so-and-so. Well, yeah, I'm, I told you what was on the screen. We have no control over that. Yeah, no, unfortunately. Just please, with all due respect, and, and we love sharing information with you, but. You know, just just keep it. We're all at Duke's mercy. We're at Duke's mercy. We have no control in this thing here. So if you ask us, what is it showing tomorrow? And we read East Fork, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. And they change it overnight and they run it the next 72 hours. I'm sorry. we That's not our fault. So don't make us like we told you wrong information. We told you what was currently available. Hey, a good option if the tuck's. And this is probably if they're only running one dam, not both dams, is uh, get yourself a trout spay. Come talk to us. Get a little trout spay rod or a spay rod set up, and you can fish higher water without having to wade out to the center. You can make longer casts, get longer drifts, all that good stuff um, with le- less wading. So you can cover mm-hmm. more water. So it's a great way to kind of learn a different tactic. Gives you an idea that you want to maybe go to the Pacific Northwest or the Great Lakes or something and fish for some some steelhead, so you get some practice in for that, and you learn a new a new tool, as Dale calls it. Yeah, and um, it's kind of fun. The casting might be more fun than catching fish. Actually, I don't know. There's something about it. It's just kind of pure and rhythmic. It's it's pretty cool. So it's different. 
It is. So it's it's another way to fish the river when it's a little higher than you like and you don't want to get away from the bank as much. So kind of keep that in your back pocket. That's that hole. Bring an extra rod. That may be an idea because it's not just Duke. You have to think of rain. You know, if we get a natural natural storm. We typically get tropical systems moving yeah. through. So if you get, you know, a little bit of high water again, you got to know your your limits. That's that's an option to throw on the tuck. And there's not going to be many people out there usually that day, at least not waiting. Um, you might have boats coming through. But so anywho. Yeah, we've said that for years. Yeah, well, I've been I mean, preaching trout spay for like six years. I mean, it's perfect. Water I've seen part. a few here and there, but nobody's nobody's jumping in it. But if you want one, let me know, and we'll order you one. Um, actually, we got uh, Reddington's got a great trout spay uh, kit, field kit. Yeah, the field kit. It is completely set up. You don't have to do any of the math. You don't have to worry about the line weight, the grain weight. Like it's a it's an all one shot. Buy it, and you got a trout spay. We got any of those coming? Uh, I don't think I ordered any for the fall. They're pretty simple to get. They usually have them in stock. So, um, anywho, yeah. So one one thing, not one thing. We said a lot here, but the the saying "Don't cuss the fiddle," right? Let's understand that trout would not be in this water without Duke Energy. That's right. Duke Energy gets a bad rap, um, a lot of times. At least on here, the tuck, on the, the tuck. tuck, because of things they're doing. There's a lot of things that are going on upstream on the East Fork related to the Cedar Cliff Reservoir, um, and those things were planned 20 years ago by the Federal Energy Commission. So, um, you know, we just got to kind of go through those processes. But, you know, the Nantahala, the lower Nantahala is not a trout stream without Duke Energy. It'd be a phenomenal smallmouth stream, but it would not have trout in there naturally. It gets too warm. And if you don't believe me, go look at the upper Nantahala in the summer. In July, you ain't going to catch a trout in there. So, um, you know, the, these these tail races that Duke manages uh, give us these opportunities. And, and the Tuckasegee would be a phenomenal smallmouth fishery, too, without Duke. And maybe some people want that. But, you know, there's, there's one way that we get cold water um, in the tuck sooner, and that's with Duke. And also in the winter, we get warmer water than the air temp because of duke you know it can be 20 degrees and that water is going to be 40 and we're still catching trout so it's 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 a love-hate relationship i think for everybody but at the end of the day you know we're, we're glad we got duke because number one everybody's got power number two we got trout so power is pretty important number three you got boat ramps and boat ramps yeah i mean they've done a lot if you go back and look at everything that they have done not only on the, the streams but some of the lakes and things like that that they They've done a lot. Yeah, they give they, back. I they, mean, they're using a public resource to make money, so they should. Yes, but and um, they do. They and back. they do mm-hmm. absolutely. They do do a great job with but giving back. Duke's not the only one. I mean, anywhere you go in the country that has rivers that are managed right. and people use them for recreation, every power company, mm-hmm. everybody yells at them. I mean, South Holston wouldn't be the South Holston without TVA. Yeah, points all period. that stuff. There's all that stuff. You go out west. There's some rivers out there that wouldn't be what they were without dams. What Henry's Fort. Uh, I don't know. It might be. I don't know. I don't know the particulars. I just know there's some out there that it wouldn't be what it would be without the dams, you know? So. I think the difference out there is a lot of it's irrigation. Yeah. There's a lot of different stakeholders yep. there depending mm-hmm. on that water. Yep. For sure. Yeah. But. Yeah. Interesting. Anything else about DH? You any more on that list, Shannon? <clears throat> Fish barbless. You know, I, I just is kind of going through kind of what the, the, um, the regulations were, explain it in case people did not know, 
Um, they had the dates for the tuck, which, you know, Dale was hitting those. Uh, up here, the 10th and the, excuse me, October the 7th and the 11th, November the 7-11, 2nd. 7 always open, baby. That's it. Uh, 11-2 and 11-8, so November 2nd, <laughs> November the 8th. And uh, November is an excellent month. I think it's the best, <clears throat> besides I, I, April. Usually most of the leaves are gone. How, yes. how would y'all rank? Months? Yeah, best months for fishing. Let's not think delayed harvest. What's your... Are you talking about big fish, number of fish? I think opportunity. I, I Define like, opportunity. I like, <laughs> as far as opportunity, there's there's nothing kind of like that springtime. Everything I think April's alive. number one. I, I kind of like that May to the first couple of weeks of June in the national park yeah. type thing yeah. has always been fun to me. I think I think November, this is what made me think of it. November's number two on my list. I think de- December's better than November. The fishing's just as good as November, but there's not as many people. That's exactly right. But the weather can be a little more volatile in terms of temps. We can have that cold snap, and they're already talking about a polar vortex forming. Yeah. So over the North Pole, which I thought there's just always polar vortexes. I kind of would have thought the same thing. (laughs) I think it's going to be a cold winter, boys. We're we're due for an Arctic blast. If if it is a cold December, then the fishing will be slower. But to Bobby's point, you do have the river to yourself. Lodging rates, (laughs) it's dirt cheap around here. And there's some things you can do to stay warm as well. So it's not like you're just going to go freeze to death either. Yeah. Little little tricks there. And uh, not. And we know that January and February have been very productive in some years based upon weather. I mean, I'd say most December mornings are cold, but. Usually you end up around 60 degrees. Man, if you start fishing at 10, 30, 11 o'clock and fish till 5, like that's a great day yeah. and it's not that cold out. It really isn't. Most days, so. But it's, as you said, it's going to be a cold winter <laughs> this this year. The high will be thirty seven. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> that'll be fine. I mean, yeah. I'm I'm cool with that. But I think if you take you it's know the like, average over the past ten years, December is a pretty good. I told, month. I told Marvin on the articulate fly that yeah. the past few years we've seen June be cooler than May until this year. I mean, last so. year terrestrials were working on Christmas Eve. I mean, people were blo- <laughs> people were catching brook trout in December. Yeah. It was it was seventy degrees the week. That's after what I'm Christmas. saying. Like, yeah, if you take long. the average over the past ten years, I think December's a all a right. Solid, so a solid month. April, November, December, October is, I think, the sexiest month. But 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 I think it's it depends re- on where you're at. I think yeah. it's the reverse of December. Some years it can be too hot. Yeah. Or you know the elephant in the room is all the leaves falling on top of you. Yeah the the leaves mm-hmm. the leaves dropping suck. It is amazing how a leaf can look like a a fishy. Dude, oh, it totally feels like it. It's yeah. like, oh, or got one. when you're there in a small creek and the leaves are falling down and they hit your rod and you feel every mm-hmm. leaf. I mean, it's just, it just starts snowing leaves on you. It's, oh, I can't wait. Uh, yeah. It's, it's, it's been a love, long, hot summer. It's a love hate relationship, <laughs> yeah. of course, right? Those leaves are falling up at our house already. Oh, uh, yeah. They were, they, yes. I sat down there in the <laughs> fishbowl yesterday and watched the them, Red Max, watching them fall by the train tracks. Yeah, off the big tree right yeah, down the through there. Breeze yesterday, they were coming off like crazy. It was kind of overcast. It just had a fall look to it, very, very fall like. Well, the sun's the sun's right. Very nice, good stuff. Yeah. Well, anything else of importance? You, you can, I mean, fish, if we want to talk about a fishing report, anything important for DH? You mean? Yeah, DH, and then we'll do the fishing report. Um, you know, I'd say the next most important thing is to check out flyshopusa.com and get your fly time materials now and tie up you know we, we are well stocked on fly tying we've got uh various types of egg yarn and flash and rubber legs and variegated chenille 
Um, <laughs> one thing from Semper Fly is uh, this really cool. It's over there behind Bobby. It's the straggle string. It's like dubbing on like it's good, it's good stuff. Dubbing on a spool. It's good stuff. It is. It's it's amazing. Poly yarns. <clears throat> Excuse me. Those poly yarns and the the amber colors and stuff. Great fall dry fly pattern. We've got color. some stuff coming from uh, Semper Fly called the Squirmy Killer. So I'm interested to see. Looks like what? power bait. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's called power bait. Berkeley. Well, uh, you sure it's uh, from? Uh, you sure it's from Slipper Floss? It's, it's not from Berkeley. Walmart. <laughs> so, um, uh, it 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 says it has it's a chenille, but it's got yeah. great movement. I I know what it is. I'm so saying, yeah. we've got we've got it coming in. So it'll be online and in the shop in the shop. So, um, but you know, also, you know, if you haven't already, do an inventory of your gear. Um, make sure the, the mice hadn't got to your waders. Um, but you know, again, we're well stocked right now for the fall and once stuff's gone, it's gone. Um, we're very fortunate to have the waders in stock that we've got. Um, just talking with the folks with Sims and Orvis, um, battling through, uh, logistics and things like that still. So we're, we're sitting good. We've, we've got a plethora of boots, wading boots, Vibram and felt and buy them this year. Like even if you're oh like, gosh. oh, I might wait another year. <laughs> this I is your discount right here. Bobby yeah. is announcing your discount. I would buy them now because everything went up this year. So all the manufacturing for the materials, because they're making waders right now for next year. All that stuff costs more. So the waders next year are going to be more guaranteed. Waiting boots and everything waders. is going to cost more next year than and what it does right now. So it, buy we, them. We've now. seen that pricing. It's not an assumption. We've no, seen the yeah. pricing. Yeah, we know what things are going to jump to. So so if you can get a pair of waders right now for. What's the clear water? Two forty nine. It's two twenty nine. Two twenty nine. Did you just did you just let the cat out of the bag? I don't know. I can't register. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't. I don't think Orvis is going up in. The they already spring. went up. They already went up. They went up in the spring of this year. I don't remember if they're going up in the. But spring. Sims, I have to look at the order. the Freestone is is making a pretty good jump. But it is a phenomenal waiter that they've made it into. It actually so. feels like a G three. It does. Like when you touch yeah. it. That so, full air Torre. Yeah. It is. It is pretty nice for what it is. But. Yeah. But yeah, stuff's going up. So if you if you think like, man, I can get one more year out of these, I'd probably go ahead and buy it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that to sell you more stuff. I'm just saying then you got a backup pair. You probably save yourself thirty, forty, fifty bucks. Yeah, if you buy it this year rather than next year. So, and that's probably with everything. If you're buying a new car, it's probably cheaper to buy it this year than it is next year. Ooh, just, just we, just we found that out yesterday. Yeah, hmm. I, I think uh, anything is that way. So we we went. <laughs> Taylor Ford over there had a lightning sitting out there to test drive. Uh-huh. <laughs> so uh, right. We test drove the Ford Lightning yesterday. Yes. So it's it's cool. Was it a lightning rod? It dude, when you punch it, it throws you on the it throws you against the seat. There you go. Okay. A lightning rod. So there's gonna be some people getting tickets for that truck. Um but you know, Bobby and I, we were we were <coughs> chatting about the cons of the battery and it it's it's kind of concerning. You know, down the road, like five. What'd they say? $33,000 to replace $33, all the battery cells? But they told us that it's on a grid system. So, Shannon, pick your jaw up. 33000 They said it's like a golf cart battery. It's it's in grids. So they can change individual cells. Um, and the guy, well, it does have an eight-year, 100,000-mile warranty on that battery. And I was like, that's great. That gets me four years Yeah, on 100,000 miles. I'm not, I won't. You know, the eight years I'll be two hundred thousand, and um, so I, I don't. I think there's a lot of questions there, 
but we were chatting about like, you know, what if it's a, you know, I drove to work today with, um, half a charge and now something's come up. I need to go pick up inventory in Nashville or something. I, I don't know that I can make that driving back on a half charge. So it's like, you really have to plan or, yeah. or just be set in a routine. Yep. Um, but I think there's, there's still, there's still a ways to go. And then the price talking about prices going up. So the one we test drove as it sat on the lot was $81,000. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. $81,000. Dale and Bobby will not be buying the lightning. Let me just put that out there. Holy smoke. If I didn't own that Shannon, I probably wouldn't have drove it off the lot. <laughs> we didn't ask that first. $81,000. Dude, when I left the car business, you could buy a Corvette for less than that. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Not much more. You can still get that Corvette. A brand new one. Ain't but like 105, I think. So I see the Grand Cherokee Wagoneer. It starts at like Wag- 90 oh, some thousand that's the, dollars. That's the starting dude. point. Starting, I was like, I hadn't looked at these. I just saw the commercial and they said starting at. So the guy tells us the 23s are going up. He said every EV that is produced is going up 7,500 bucks. I'm like, oh, well, that's, that's weird. Why? You know, it sounds kind of odd. Everything, yeah. He's, the government puts a subsidy yeah, they, on there yep. for seventy five hundred dollars. Seventy five hundred bucks. So you're getting a rebate from the government. Yes. So all the manufacturers said, "Let's let's tackle seventy five hundred. Right. Yeah, we can get seventy five hundred more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now that's an eighty eight thousand dollar car. Yeah. So wow. Anyway, boy, times are. They ain't what they used to be, fellers. If you do have an EV and you're looking to drive up here for delayed harvest, we do have charging stations. There is yeah. right and, here in downtown Silva. There's here Dillsboro. Um, yeah, you could right. actually this is kind of cool to think about you can go fly fish scott's creek while, while your car's charging, charging. Yeah. absolutely because yeah. it's in the same parking lot kill an hour fish while you're while it's charging and could you get a shuttle to the creek <clears throat> while your car's charging <coughs> well, i mean you can walk well if you want to go fish another one yeah like you can call my parents they'll come pick you I up get the shuttle right there yeah so look at there 336-858-7870 there you go so and if anybody's out there has your own boat, we do. My my parents run shuttles for everybody around here, so, um, you know, we'll you know give a shop a call. We'll How long connected. have they done that? Oh, through the pandemic, I want to say three years now. Yeah, maybe four. It's been Dave. Don't know. They got a yeah. lot of regulars. Oh, they do. Got yeah, a lot. Not, not just guys. I mean, it's a lot of regular individuals yeah, that they do use. Yeah. Uses them for sure. All right, fishing report, Dale. What you got? Oh man. Orange, I mean, it's here. It's been here for, you know, about a month already, but orange stimulators are working really well. Um, the most, the biggest change from the summer fishing reports to now is that you can fish all day, even in the valleys. You know, we're, I, I know we've been on Scott's Creek on some September days and seen the water hit 76 degrees down here at Monteith Park in the afternoon. Um, we're not dealing with that now. As we were talking before, this has been a cooler September than we've seen in the past. So, um, you know, you're fishing all day, still fishing dry flies. Um, I fished, uh, headwaters of one of the, one of the headwaters of the tuck of CG and it was dry fly. Like we were, we started dry dropper, but we cut the dropper off. It, it was just nonsense. So, uh, they were only eating the dry fly. So we cut it off. So all day <laughs> fishing. Um, I think you still get to start early, you know, but you know, some of these creeks, uh, deep Creek all day. You don't have the tubers now. So like you did, I think you still got probably some coming through, but 
it's not going to be the same volume as it was in the summer. So the National Park Stream's fishing great. Fly Fishing Trail's fishing great. You know, the tuck, you know, you can go out. There's parts of the tuck you can go out there and and still catch some trout right now before they stock. Um, but you're not going to be in the delayed harvest. So you want to look for those hatchery-supported sections. And and certainly there, I think more than delayed harvest, you got to be mindful of, you know, property rights and things like that, what Shannon was talking about. Um, so... Yeah, that's what I got. Shannon, you were out there uh, the other day for a stream report and nailed six fish after we left. So what what do you have to add to that? Um, dries, dry flies, good cast, good uh, good drift. Watch your drag, watch your approach, watch the clothing you wear and the way you move through the water. Um, they uh, the way I was set up there, I had a uh, I had a uh, little bit bigger dry with about a, a foot or so behind that. I had a size twenty little dry fly right in the, the surface film kind of sets partially like a, kind of like an emerger, but still a dry. And, and that was the cat's meow. And, uh, wow. you're using that, uh, that bigger fly is somewhat of an indicator or at least in the zone. And you're watching for a little tick. If, if that kind of moves just a little bit, I mean, you're, you're, you're setting a hook. There's no hesitation. So, uh, I like that tactic this time of the year until we really see them key in on those bigger, bigger flies, uh, <coughs> peacock caddis, griffins, gnats, uh, Griffin's gnats easily overlooked. Uh, great producer year round, and uh, ants, the cinnamon ant and the the black ant top water uh, can be really great choices. But low water, you've got really got to watch your drift. You, you've got to watch your presentation. Uh, you may say I, I didn't see the first fish, but they're there. There's something that that kept them from coming to take. Whether there was an angler ahead of you or uh, the way you move, the shadow, the clothing you were wearing that were preventing you from that. But the fish are there. It's only going to get better with them being eager to eat. And trust me, they're going to be eager to eat. Cool deal. One, one thing I could add, too, we were fishing up there um, with Cliff and Aiden. Mm-hmm. I told Cliff, I said, man, it kind of feels like we're fishing behind somebody. We have one shot at a fish in a hole, and that was it. Mm-hmm. And if you missed the hook set, it was one of those move on to the next one. I said, right. man, don't – you know, there wasn't any boot prints on rocks or anything. Nobody else was up there. Right. But it just had that feeling. Sure. We kept pushing forward, and we said, all right, let's walk 10 minutes before we get back in. And what what happened was we were fishing water that another another outfitter guides a lot, and so it was pressured water. But we, we moved up to where it was, it was pretty rugged to get into it, and you got to work to get there, and it paid off. All of a sudden – it, it, it was better eats, not those sneaky, subtle eats that you miss sometimes. Gotcha. Uh-huh. And it was multiple fish in a hole. Sure. So, um, trudge ahead. You know, if you, if you, if you have that feeling, if you say to yourself, man, it's just kind of off. This, you know, feels like I'm fishing. You know, you kind of are. <coughs> so, uh, great point. Move up. That's a, it's a definitely a great point. Nothing like putting in a little bit of footwork to get you That's to it. some, uh, more opportunities. No doubt about that. All good stuff, Ooh. gentlemen. Good deal. Let's actually go do some work now since it's the work day. I've been doing work. All right. I'm putting stuff on the web store as we speak. That wraps up another exciting and informative episode of the TuckCast with a splash of bourbon presented by Tuckasichi Fly Shop and Guide Service located at 3 Depot Street, Bryson City, North Carolina and 530 West Main Street, Silver, North Carolina. And Waynesville. 
Be sure to visit www.tuckflyshop.com for streamflow information, book a guided trip, or even shop for your favorite Tuckasegee Fly Shop gear. Follow the crew on Facebook at Tuckasegee Fly Shop, Instagram at Tuck Fly Shop, and on YouTube at Tuckasegee Fly Shop. If you have a question or comment, feel free to send those to info at tuckflyshop.com or give us a call 1-828-488-3333. For Coach Dell Diesel Collins, Bobby the Bearded Wonder Bennett, I'm Shannon Big Mess Messer. We'll catch you next week. Be sure to catch a few fish out there, won't you? Y'all take care.